Hey, top of the morning to you. My name is Mike. I'm your host. This is the Freight Broker TV podcast, FBTV, if you are an insider, an insider. In other words, if you're a client of Taltoa, you can watch the video podcast. If not, you'll find this podcast in audio form on uh, your favorite podcasting app. Just do a quick search for Freight Broker TV. What a what a day. What a day in the world. Isn't this nuts? I mean, everything going on, everything. I mean, it's just totally nuts start to finish. Where do we start? Well, let's start with today. Today, by golly. <laughs> today is a weird day in itself. I heard earlier today that it's going to be another 400 years before we have a day like today again. Do you know what I'm talking about? No matter how you say today, it's going to have two in it. It's today. It's Tuesday. The date is two. Two, 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 two. <laughs> Isn't that weird enough? But no, we got so much more. I mean, for crying out loud, Russia and Ukraine. Uh, the Canadian thing, the uh, People's Convoy, or whatever they call it. What, what are they calling it? It's not freedom. I think it's People's Convoy. Yeah, the People's Convoy. We're going to be talking about that today, too. A lot of things to talk about. And uh, the weather. We... <laughs> Hey, I'm in Arkansas. If you don't like the weather, hang around a few minutes. And uh, the high today was 65. It was 62 when I got out of bed this morning. And at the time we're doing this uh, podcast, yeah, I don't know, about four hours later, maybe not even quite that. And we've already dropped to 37. Isn't that nuts? Don't you just love days like that? These kind of days used to drive me nuts, you know, especially when I was in school. You get up, you go outside, you don't need a jacket. Hey, cool, it's going to be a great day. And your mom's, no, you got to take a jacket. It's going to be cold. It's going to get cold. No, it's not going to get cold. And next thing you know, it's cold. <laughs> what do you do? All right, you've got questions, comments, messages, feel free to call or email me. You can call me, obviously, at Tonto. I'd be happy to answer your questions. Use Skype, FBTV. Email me, FBTV at FreightBrokerTV.com. If you are watching any of our videos on YouTube, yeah, leave a comment if you got a question or whatever. That always helps. Today's topic, yeah, we got several things we uh, going to talk about today if we've got time. Freight broker or freight dispatcher. I have a bad habit of watching or taking in a little bit of uh, videos on YouTube. When it comes to brokering, dispatch, trucking, I'll I give somebody, you know, benefit of a doubt. But when I start seeing freight broker or freight dispatcher as a title, it starts getting me wondering, okay, what are they pushing? And nine times, well, 9.9 .9 times out of 10... They are pushing, no, don't be a broker, be a dispatcher. Now, why is that? Matter of fact, I saw one guy with video, and he was selling it. He was selling it good, but he could not ever uh, get the, the uh, middleman between the broker and the dispatcher out of the way. 
the middleman in that picture is going to be the broker. Because dispatchers generally don't work with their own customers. They are working through a broker to get trucks to give to a truck or, or to get loads to put on a truck. And the trucking company is usually their client. They represent the trucking company. Not saying anything's wrong with that. If that's the way you want to go, knock yourself out. But in the long run, it's been my experience. I think we've talked about this in another video somewhere not too long ago. But, you know, I, I see these things popping up all the time, and I can't believe people are falling into this trap. Is that when you are working as a dispatcher, if I'm a trucking company, I'm going, okay, you're too lazy to get out there and get your own customers. Because what you're going to be doing is using the load board to pick loads and then give to me. So the broker's taking 10, 20% off the top. Then you're taking as much as another 10% off the top. So if I'm the truck, when it gets to me, I'm down to 30% for doing what I can do in the cab of my truck on my phone. Why do I want to pay you 10% when I can do everything from my phone from the cab of my truck? Now, if you're a trucking company and you don't know how to do this from your phone, man, call me. Do a search on Google, all right? Seriously, I'll talk you through that because I know it's tough enough out there, especially fuel. Fuel fuel prices, we usually get into fuel prices today, but uh, Energy Department had yesterday off, yesterday being President's Day and all, so we haven't got the update yet. And we won't have it for this uh, video. But last week, fuel was up over $4 a gallon. It's going to be more today, I almost bet you. And it's going to keep on going up. And the reason is we got Russia and Ukraine to deal with. Washington, I'm sorry, uh, you know, I'm not trying to get political here, but any more Washington's like Charlie Brown's teacher. Wah, 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 wah. And, and it, it's kind of sad if you want to get right down to it. Anyway, uh, from last I saw this morning, it looks like Russia has entered the Ukraine and nobody's doing anything as of when we are uh, doing this podcast. That could have changed by the time you've seen it. But that's going to cause a problem. And this is all about an oil pipeline when you get right down to it. <clears throat> and I agree with a lot of other people. This goes back to August, too. You can uh, put two and two together and figure that one out. But anyway, a freight dispatcher. Let's get to that for a moment. A freight dispatcher is usually one that sets up a dispatch service because they don't have to do anything except have a load board, a telephone, email, and get a truck to agree to let them get loads for their trucks and they're you know but if you're a trucking company doing this yeah it looks good on the surface all right bottom line it looks good on the surface but when you step into that i mean literally step into it hey you know yeah this sounds like a good idea It'll save me time you're sitting anyway you could if you're a small trucking company the you know, the best thing you do is set up some good relationships with some of your brokers and keep them up to date. Let them know where you're going. So if they have anything coming out of that area, they can get it for you. Matter of fact, if you're doing anything, if you're a small trucking company, 
Because usually it's a smaller trucking company. So I'm talking one to five trucks. You might find some that are using a dispatch service, have a few more than five, but usually it's under five trucks. And I think a lot of these trucking companies go into it expecting this dispatch service to have their own customers. Well, no, they're getting the loads off the load board. Bottom line. So what do you do in a situation like that? Well, let, let's do some math. Let's say the uh, let's say you got a couple, two or three trucks. You're paying a dispatch service. I'm going to go. I'm just going round numbers here. Let's go ten percent. So you got three trucks. Uh, each of your trucks turning about three thousand a week. Uh, I'm just going to use round numbers. You take ten percent off that. Three hundred bucks. If you got three trucks, you're paying this dispatch service nine hundred dollars a week. And all they're doing is pulling loads off the load board. Now I've seen some dispatch services that are offering a little bit more to justify cost, but still. You could take that nine hundred dollars a week and hire someone that would dispatch as well as obtain customers for your truck operation, your carrier side. See what I mean? In addition to that, as you began building your customer base, hauling loads, customer direct loads, that cuts down the times you got to use a broker. It's going to cut it by 50%. And eventually what's going to happen, hopefully, is you've got head hauls going and coming back. Okay, it takes time, but it, you can get there. I know I worked for one trucking company had it set up that way. And I would bet one out of ten loads that I hauled for this company was a brokered load. The rest of them all had hauls. They had all had set up their accounts going and coming, and it just had it working like clockwork. Uh, it was pretty cool. Pretty nice, too. Now, if you're a dispatch service, I know I'm going to catch a lot of flack, but if you are a dispatch service, <laughs> I know I'm going to get hate mail. Why are you talking about bad about it? No, I'm not talking bad about you. I just think you got to take it to the next level. You could be, you know, instead of being a freight dispatcher, you don't have to go out here and get a license because I've seen some of these videos saying freight broker. Okay, you got to get your license, your UCR, you got a $75,000 property broker, surety bond, blah, 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 blah. Yes, if you're going to be a freight brokerage company, you can be an agent. You can be a freight broker agent. All right. The freight broker agent, as a freight broker agent, uh, you're going to be working under a licensed freight broker, so you can avoid all that. You're not going to have to get a license or a bond or any like thing like that because you're going to be working under that broker's license as an independent contractor. You're going to be your own business. You're going to get a 1099 at the end of the year. If you make $1,000 this week, you're going to get paid $1,000 this week. The difference, you've got to get your own customers. That's where the money's going to be, getting your own customers. Look at it this way. You're selling a truck. If the broker's taking 20% off the top, you're taking 10%. You're selling these loads to trucking companies already at a 30% net. Imagine 
how you're going to do if you're selling these loads to trucking companies at a 20% net. So you're paying the truck more now, and you're making you're making twice as much. Do the math. See what I mean? Start out as a freight broker agent. Get your own loads. Have your own customers. And you'll build that business. That This is how broker agents get up to that six-digit income level. The startup period, yes, it's going to be tough. It is on everyone. Nobody likes to start up. Because you've got to get out of here. You've got to stay on the phone. You've got to get customer base. You've got to get... Uh, you got to get loads. you got to start learning the loads, figuring out which uh, trucking companies are wanting which loads and such. You start building lanes, but when you get to that point, that's where the money starts rolling. Every Everyone is different on that as far as when the money starts rolling. It could be, you know, I've had clients, and I always tell people, I've probably told you this before uh, in another video or podcast or whatever, but I've had clients started out as agents. Within 30 days, they were making $1,000 a week. I've had other clients three months later. They were still trying to move their first load. Everyone's different. Devil is in the details. Ask any of my clients, and they will tell you the word I use probably more than any word is details. Pay attention to the details. Now, at Tautoa, we will train you. How to be a freight broker. We will consult. We have consulting packages that offer in-depth training. They start at, what, six ninety-five, And that guarantees placement as well as a consulting period. As well as the opportunity to contract direct with a broker when you've completed your uh, mentorship program. Mentorship programs where when you finish training, uh, you can enter our mentorship program where you can begin your broker operation as a freight broker agent through TALTOA. And when you complete... If you've been, if you're still active and working and doing what, well, you'll have the opportunity to contract direct with Tautoa Logistics. So keep that in mind. Check it out. Go to Tautoa.com, T-A-L-T-O-A.com. Call me. I'll be happy to talk to you about it. 479-668-0838. We've got a lot more stuff to talk about today. But what about Canada? Parliament. I mean, over the weekend, holy smoke, did you watch that? And I don't know, what's going on with the, uh, <laughs> what's going on with the uh, news media? I learned more about what was going on in Canada on YouTube with the guys walking around with their cameras live. I'll give a shout out. One of them I've watched more was Auto Walks and a uh, guy walking around live streaming everything that was going on up there. And that's how most of what we have seen on the news over the last few days when they were trying to clear out downtown up in Ottawa was from individual video. I mean, this is nuts, man. I mean, it's nuts. Uh, last week, Trudeau, he uh, did the uh, Emergency Powers Act so they could go down there. And do, it's first time. It's it's my understanding. First time this is ever put into action. The emergency powers, uh, where he, they could freeze bank accounts, take your equipment, lock you up. What else? Just make life generally terrible for you, terribly miserable. Well, it was voted on yesterday. It went to Parliament yesterday up in Canada. Canada's Parliament on Monday, yesterday, backed Prime Minister uh, Trudeau's decision to invoke 
rarely used emergency powers than the pandemic. So rarely here. I, I was under the understanding this is the first time it's been used. But uh, ra- rarely used emergency powers to end pandemic-related protests. These protests that have blocked streets in the capital of Ottawa for more than three weeks, this turned into something personal for Trudeau. If you ask me, it was like a little, watching a little kid throwing a tantrum. I may be wrong, but i tell you one thing. You watch what they did up there, and we'll, we'll be talking about this in a minute or two. Jeez. It's like uh, scary. Anyway, the Emergencies Act was approved in Parliament by a 185 to 151 vote. The minority liberal government, getting support from left-leaning New Democrats. Uh, here, check this out. Yes, poor, 185, 185. Nays, contre, 151, I declare the motion carried. All right, the motion carried. So, I guess, I, and I don't know... Canadian law, but I guess Parliament last night on that vote, it said, okay, what he did was okay. All right. It's kind of backwards. You know, you would think that he'd have to go to Parliament to get the okay before he could enact it. But I guess emergency powers allows him to enact it, and then they can vote on it. But anyway. Uh, the special measures announced by Trudeau a week ago have been deemed unnecessary and an abuse of power. Now, let's talk about abuse. Well, well, earlier, well, before we get to the abuse, earlier yesterday, Trudeau told reporters his government still needed temporary emergency powers, citing real concerns. Real concerns about threats in the days ahead. The state of emergency is not over. (laughs) There continues to be real concerns about the coming days. Now, we in America... And you guys up there in Canada, my brothers to the north, brothers and sisters to the north, <laughs> listen, uh, man, this is scary. This this is really a trip. Yesterday, Canadian trucker Derek Brower, he was on Fox News. Well, if you haven't, you're, you're not going to believe this. Watch this. Um, well, we, uh, yeah, as you know, we went in the protest and uh, the police waved us into that into that parking spot. And uh, since then, I haven't heard any anything from them or the government as per se. Um, and in the end of it all, they've uh, they've taken my truck. I don't know where it is. And uh, yeah, they on Friday, they uh, locked up my personal and trucking business accounts and also we have another business and they locked that account up too and it had nothing to do with it isn't that amazing isn't that wild i I mean in the united states yeah i guess the uh, government irs and stuff can lock you lock up your accounts and stuff but this emergency powers act just because this guy had a voice he was part of the freedom convoy They uh, took his truck, his way of making a living. The banks have locked up his business and personal account. If this guy don't have any green, how's he making it? How's he going to feed his family? How's he going to eat? What do you do? Go downtown and uh, 
get the government to give you a stipend. So the government makes you come back to them. That's that's uh that is a trip. Let's keep our eye on that because that's uh they gotta do something. They gotta give this money back. They gotta do something like these people have money so they can eat and do whatever they wanna do. All right. What is up? Well, we'll get to the uh <laughs> People's Convoy in the U.S. here in a minute, but that, that stuff over there with the uh, the Canadians and that, that uh, emergency powers thing they have, man, I don't know if I'm Canadian, I, I, I'm like, hey, no more of this emergency powers thing. You know, vote out all those politicians, and, and hey, it's your country, you know, I've... I'm just sitting here, my, my, my jaw's on the floor, going, how can you all put up with that guy? That, I mean, it is what it is. We've had winners, too. <laughs> Leave it at that. Uh, we, I, I forgot to bring this up in the beginning. Today's impossible question, if you want to play. 6% of people say they regret this after drinking wine. <laughs> what is it? Six percent of people say they regret this after drinking wine. Now, it doesn't say if it's male or female regret this. It just says regret this after drinking wine. <laughs> if I remember, we'll get to that. Spot rates from last week. Van rates are up 3%. Flatbed up 0.1%. Reefer, refrigerated freight down 0.5% to be expected. Spot rates from last month. Van rates are up two cents, up to three twelve. Flatbed up five cents, up to uh, three seventeen. Refrigerated down five cents, down to three fifty four. Now, spot rates, if you don't know, that is an average rate per mile that a broker is paying a truck to move a load from point A to point B. All right. All right. What else today? Uh, besides being a two day. It's February 22nd, 2022. It's Be Humble Day. Cook a sweet potato day. I like sweet potatoes. Yeah, I mean, you bake them and butter them down real good. Poor, I like putting honey. My wife, she likes brown sugar. It's Wildlife Day and World Thinking Day. We need some serious thinking. <laughs> if it's your birthday, happy birthday to you. You're in pretty good company. Even though yesterday was President's Day, originally known as... Uh, Washington Day, wasn't it? Anyway, uh, today it's George Washington's birthday. Uh, also, uh, Robert Young, remember Marcus Welby, Father Knows Best? Don Pardo, big-time announcer, We, you know, you remember back in the 70s? Don Pardo. Don Pardo, tell them what they've won. <laughs> he was on Jeopardy! Saturday Night Live. John Ashton, his birthday today, too, if the name sounds familiar, but you can't put a face to it, I think Beverly Hills Cop, he was the uh, Taggart, Detective Taggart, the sensible one. Uh, the one that Eddie Murphy punched in the gut. <laughs> Steve Irwin, Crocodile Hunter, he was born on this day back in 62. And I can't believe this made it. Today is the 59th birthday of Pebbles 
Flintstone. Yeah, the Flintstones. Yabba dabba doo. Today in history on this date, back in 1819, Spain cedes Florida to the United States. Thank you very much. F.W. Woolworth opens his five-cent store in Utica, New York. Loved when I was a kid going to Utica, uh, Woolworth, not Utica, Woolworth. Loved it when my mom went downtown, went to Woolworth. The uh, later became Woolco, I believe. Uh, but, oh, what I loved about Woolworth was the little diner. You know, these little diners they had built in the uh, stores back uh, back in the day. And, you know, Chris Adam and Woolworth, that, that was my favorite. Because uh, go, my mom going to Woolworth and uh, go shopping or whatever. Or anywhere, up and down the avenue, you know, going store to store. She leaving me at Woolworth. You could do that back then. And uh, the open-faced turkey sandwich. Oh, my gosh. If you've never had an open-faced turkey sandwich from Woolworth, you, you, you ain't living. And, well, you can't get them anymore, but anyway. 122 years ago today, Hawaii becomes a U.S. territory. 1935, it becomes illegal for airplanes to fly over the White House. And in 1980, uh, you'll remember this, there's been movies and everything else made about this, and a stunning upset, the U.S. Olympic hockey team defeated the Soviets at Lake Placid, New York, 4-3, the U.S. went on to win the uh, gold medal. While well, we're talking about the Olympics, uh, if you're wondering when the next Winter Olympics Games will be, they will be in 2026 in Italy. Stanley Tucci, if I'm pronouncing his name right, I'm probably Tucci Tucci. He's got a thing on HBO. I just discovered it the other day. Been kind of binge watching it. He's uh, over. He goes over to Italy. And talking about the food, the Italian food in different parts of the country, it's pretty good, pretty cool. Check it out if you want. Uh, It's on HBO, though. What's the pandemic and supply chain issues done to buying a new car? Well, if you've been out looking for a new car, you know the price. 80% of those buying a new vehicle are paying over the manufacturer's suggested retail price. I've seen some manufacturers take action to penalize the uh, dealerships for doing that and no it's not your imagination home prices have jumped 15.4 percent over the past year from january to uh, january huh go figure you you may be saying well that's a good thing no (laughs) it's really not because uh a lot of people that you got to think ahead on this stuff folks okay hey let's sell our home We'll, we'll get a whole lot more money for it now but you got to live someplace else, and you're going to be paying more, even if you want to rent. Even if you want to rent. Rent is just stupid money nowadays. I mean, it's just crazy. All right, get this. The latest iOS update for your iPhone is supposed to include te- technology that allows your phone to recognize your face, even when wearing a mask. This one might surprise you. According to a new study, 40% of pet owners, I saw this in the media, <laughs> the regular news as well, and it shows up here. I, uh, if it wasn't, I was going to talk about it anyway. 40% of pet owners, uh, pet owners taste test their pet's food before serving it to them. Are you one of those? No, it just, no. 
I'll give it a, you know, when I had animals, I'd give it a smell test. Man, I didn't like that too much. But, uh, no. Taste test, not happening, man. Just not going to happen. All right. Where are we at here? And, okay, we've done that, we've done that. We, we are pretty much on schedule. Okay. Well, if you've watched the Canadian Freedom Convoy, now you can start watching the People's Convoy in the United States. <laughs> People's Convoy. Uh, you kind of interested in about what that is? Well, Mike Landis, this is a video from the People's Convoy website. Matter of fact, uh, if you want to check it out, it's thepeoplesconvoy.org. Anyway, Mike Landis has this video posted on the uh, People's Convoy website talking about the convoy. My name is Mike, in case you're wondering, from the People's Convoy. So, you may be wondering why we're doing this, okay? Um, for me personally, it's about our freedoms as Americans. I have two young sons. It's about what their future is going to look like and hopefully my grandchildren's. We live in a country that was founded on morals and freedoms. That's the whole reason we came here to America. Um, and everybody that's here is an immigrant in a way, correct? So, this isn't just about us as truck drivers or a certain group of people or anything. It's about Americans, as I said. And an American is anyone that is here and loves the Constitution of the United States, has come here, has become an American citizen. It doesn't matter if you came from India, Cuba, Germany, Russia, Poland, China, Japan, Korea, wherever. Right? doesn't matter what you look like, what your skin color is, what your native language is. If you're here and you hold American citizenship, you're an American. We just want to get that clear right now. This is for the people, hence the name, the People's Convoy. And what that means is, is like I said, it's not just for us. This is for our country, our futures. The fact that we have a government that tries to push us around, not follow the Constitution, which our founding fathers of this country wanted to be followed, right? Morals, they don't change. You can't evolve morals, especially when they go backwards. The mandates are bad, obviously. Not many people like them. The COVID was an issue in the beginning. Nobody knew what it was. However, we have some brilliant, brilliant doctors and scientists that figured out in very short order how to fix this, how to treat it, and how to keep people from dying. They were entrusted with making a vaccine. They did so and warned that it was not ready to be used yet. However, we do have people that are in power in this country that don't care about we the people. They care about their own self and their own monetary value that are getting rich off this pandemic that could have been solved three weeks in. Here we are two years later, and I'm going to explain why this is important. We have had the emergency powers enacted, which is in the Constitution. It is able to be done, and when it is enacted, it cancels the Constitution for the duration that it is enacted. What that means is, is at this moment, 
We are basically living without our Constitution of the United States. That means our freedoms that we all love so much, free speech, right to bear arms, and so on, means nothing right now. Let me repeat that. Our Constitution means nothing right now because of the Emergency Powers Act, which has been reinstated by the current administration so they can continue this farce and continue making money off the backs of the American people and the world at this point, basically. What we need to do, what we aim to do at the People's Convoy, is get this Emergency Powers Act revoked. There's no need for it. We can prove it with science through the doctors, okay? There's no need at this point. It can all be taken care of. People are dying senselessly from not either receiving the correct treatment or from receiving a vaccine that is not proven yet. And that's just science. Me personally, I, it's up to you. You want a vaccine? Take it. That's the whole point of this. It's about freedom. Your freedom to choose what you feel is best for your life within the morals and the guidelines of our Constitution. We want this government to bring back the Constitution by ending the Emergency Powers Act. And then those that were a part of this whole scheme to be held accountable per the way of the Constitution for their actions and the people that died as a result of it. We the people want our country back, the one that we love, old glory, the America, the beautiful, and the brave. Because that's who we are and what we are and what we want to continue to be. We do not want to be under a dictatorship, communism-style regime where we are right now. Thank you, and if you can't support this convoy by showing up, which we encourage everybody to show up, and it's not just for trucks, cars, motorcycles, RVs, whatever you want, please join in. This is about the people, and it's for the people. But if you can't, and you would still like to support, you can go to thepeoplesconvoy.org and donate there, or reach out through email and ask in what way you could help if you want to do so. We appreciate it greatly. This is for the people, by the people, and we aim to win. Thank there you. you go. That's Mike Landis of the People's Convoy. You'll find that video on their uh, website. The uh, Also, you'll find the latest route information, what I've got right now uh, from the peoplesconvoy.org website. Tomorrow, tomorrow morning, the uh, convoy departs at Atlanta Stadium in California. They're going to spend the night in Kingman, Arizona. On day two, February 24th, they'll be leaving Kingman, Arizona, obviously going east on I-40. Uh, they plan on spending the night in Lepton, Arizona. Day three, uh, that's uh, Friday, February 25th, they're going to be uh, departing Lepton, uh, going to be spending the night in Glen Rio, Texas. Saturday, February 26th, Glen Rio in the morning, Elk City, Oklahoma that night. Elk City, Oklahoma, the uh, Sunday, February 27th, and they're going to make it up to Venita, Oklahoma, up on 44. On uh, Sunday night, going to stay the night in Venita, 
Tuesday, or Monday rather, they're going to uh, head out of Anita, stop in Sullivan, Missouri. Man, I've been there a million and one times. Uh, going to spend the night uh, up there in Sullivan. Then uh, Tuesday, March 1st, they're going to be leaving Sullivan, Missouri, and uh, going to make it over to Indianapolis, Indiana. I'm sure they're going to be going through Effingham. That would be pretty cool to be up in Effingham and uh, watch everything going on uh, from the uh, Effingham. Because Effingham's like a truck stop city. Truck stops all over the place. But anyway. Wednesday, uh, March 2nd, they're going to be departing Indianapolis. Uh, well, no, I guess they're going to hang out in Indianapolis all day, Wednesday. And depart uh, Thursday morning, March 3rd. And uh, make it all the way to Cambridge, Ohio. Going to spend the night in Cambridge. Then Friday, Cambridge to Hagerstown, Maryland. Then Saturday, March 5th. That's when they're going to make it to the D.C. Beltway. That's, we'll have to see. Uh, we'll have to see. Because uh, after the three weeks up in Canada, <laughs> well, it'll be interesting, put it that way. Law enforcement agencies across the National Capital Region are aware of the plans uh, of the uh, truck convoys arriving in D.C., uh, here they say March 5th, when State of the Union is uh, March 1st, so four days later. So it's not going to coincide, not going to be a big deal there, probably. Unless they make it one, and I say they, I am kind of referring to law enforcement. But anyway, the U.S. Capitol Police said in a statement February 18th, what, four days ago, as with any demonstration, the uh, USCP will facilitate lawful First Amendment activity. The USCP is closely, closely coordinating with local, state, and federal law enforcement agencies, including D.C.'s Metropolitan Police Department, the United States Park Police, the United States Secret Service, and <laughs> other allied agencies to include the National Guard. Anyway, pretty wild. Pretty wild, if you ask me. Have to wait and see what happens. All right. Now, this is the FBTV podcast, video podcast. You can see the whole video podcast if you are a client of Taltoa, T-A-L-T-O-A.com, obviously. But a, to a topic we're going to be talking about here now is I get this asked all the time. What do I do about low-paying shippers? Man, I've got shippers, but a lot of their freight just doesn't pay worth a flip. What should I do? I have had clients that tell me, yeah, you know, their, their freight's too cheap. I'm not even going to post it on the load board. I'm not going to worry about it at all. All right, first of all, no, you shouldn't do that. You should post all of your loads on the load board. Now, why is that? Because you've got to remember... You're the intermediary. As a freight broker, you are the intermediary. It's not your decision to make, you know, it's not your decision to make a decision for the truck. It's not your decision. It's not your place to make a decision for your broker. Or not your broker, your customer. You are the intermediary. You're working in between. 
that load you don't want to post, that may be a load that a truck needs to get home for whatever reason, or they need to be able to get to where they need to go. It's offsetting their expense. may not pay great, but a little bit of something is better than 100% of nothing, especially if you need that load. Post your loads. Now, do you want to get on the phone and, you know, call every trucking company in the country trying to find a truck to move that load for that low-paying load? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. The other thing you don't do is tell your customer it's a low-paying load. And when I say your customer, I'm talking about that individual you work with on a daily basis at that company, your customer, in shipping. The ones... The, the, the one that is calling you every day or making their loads available to you on a daily basis. You don't want to call and tell them, hey, your, your freight's too low. You're going to have to come up on the rate. They already know. They already know the rate's too low. Bottom line, they already know it's too low. You calling and telling them that, that is like rubbing salt in the wound. <laughs> you know? So what do you do? What do you do? You post the load. Yeah, you're going to have trucks call you. Truck may say, you know, you, you're going to pitch the load to the truck. Oh, man, that, that's way too low. I need at least this much money to even consider it. That's when you put the truck on hold. You call your customer. Add about 20% to it if you want or whatever you think is appropriate. Call your customer and say, hey, I got a truck to move this load. But... The truck wants this much. You see, now you've got something to negotiate with. As a matter of fact, I've got another video coming up talking about negotiation, or maybe it's already maybe it's already dropped. Watch that video. Uh, you'll find it on YouTube. But to go to your customer and just say, "Hey, it's too low," when you don't have anything. Uh, to counter with, you're just negotiating with air. Yeah, Bob, that that rate you got on that load there, it's just way too low. I'll never be able to get a truck. That's when they're go going to dig in their heels. That's all I got. Can't pay any more than that. And you'll never get a dime more out of them for that one load because you had backed them in the corner and, and now you've got them saying that's all I got on this load. They'll never go up. Or it'd be very rare if they did. See what I mean? Work the load. Post it. Trucking companies call you. They're, they're going to say, no, man, I'd have to have at least this much. Sometimes what you can do is go to the spot rate. You know, figure out what the spot rate. Offer trucks money inside that spot rate area. Add money to that rate when you call your customer back. You know, a trucking company calls, yeah, what are you doing on that load? Well, this is what we're paying. You figured your rate according to what the spot rate is at the time. They say, yeah, okay, we can do that. Well, hold on, let me call my customer. Put the truck on hold, call your customer. Hey, Jim, I got a truck for that load. But, man, he's wanting this much. You see what I mean? Now you put yourself in a position. You're not telling the customer the load is not paying enough. They already know that. But you're telling them what it's going to take to move that load. All right, try that. Try that. See if that will help you. All right, we've uh, pretty much covered everything today, except giving you the answer for today's impossible question. The impossible question, 6% of people say they regret this after drinking wine. <laughs> I can't imagine where a lot of your heads went on that. But uh, 
The answer being emotional. 6% of people say they regret being emotional after drinking wine. All right, we're going to be back in a couple of days under the podcast, uh, God willing. That should uh, drop on Thursday. We got videos going up every day on YouTube. Check it out. Uh, matter of fact, uh, if you got any questions, you want to check out Taltoa. You're thinking about becoming a freight broker, just not quite sure if that's what you want to do. Or if you're not really sure about all the uh, information uh, or you know, you're looking for information to get for working as a freight broker, visit our website. Matter of fact, I wish I had it pulled up. I'd show you. But on the homepage, Taltoa.com, about halfway down, uh, it says uh, Taltoa, learn more. And there's a learn more button there. And it will take you to a uh, webinar we did a, a year, year and a half ago. It's going to go through everything for working as a freight broker, freight broker agent. And I'd highly, highly recommend watching that video if you're just at that starting phase. We give you the good, the bad, the ugly. The good, the bad, the ugly for working as a freight broker, getting your freight broker authority, or even working as an agent. Anyway. It's Tuesday, 2, 2, 2, 2, 2. <laughs> Not too many twos? I don't know. Hey, go have a great Tuesday. Go have a great 2 22, 22 unless, of course, you've made other plans. We'll talk soon. <laughs>